Strangers and Aliens, episode 137, Sidekicks. What are they good for? Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. Welcome to Strangers and Aliens. Once again. <laughs> As I uh, fade out right on the plumber line. But um, <laughs> I'm using Which new is equipment. A, it was a weird line to begin with because when we started the show, we I was watching a lot of Ben 10. Okay. And if, if you know anything about Ben 10, which I don't know if you do. Not much. Um, Other than the name. They, uh, obviously the name is something yeah, interesting. But the, the people who concern themselves with the celestial and galactic events and stuff like that um, refer to themselves as plumbers. Oh. Because that's just like their secret code word for this is this is the people that, that do stuff. That's so cool. when he, he put that line in there, I'm like, is that some reference to the Ben 10? So it, it always confused me. I don't know. No, I, I, I think it was actually some reference to plumbers. <laughs> no, I think it's obviously it's obviously a, it's taking doing a takeoff on the, the space balls thing. Right. Yeah. But was it? I didn't. I haven't seen Spaceballs in such a long time. Did they actually mention a plumber? Or is I don't just, think so. I think it's like I am your father's uncle's father's, cousin. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. I don't know if it ever confused anyone else. Does anyone else watch Ben Ten? We should do a show on Ben Ten. I should watch it. <laughs> There's actually some some good stuff in there. It was a Dwayne Mc. Uh, McDuffie, McDuffie, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, he did a lot of the uh, the stuff, and he was at the end of his life. He was the guiding force, the director for the the whole show. So there's some actually good stuff in there. Okay, well, we're talking about sidekicks, and <laughs> that's our topic. My name is Ben Avery, and I've been joined by my sidekick. You, you have a sidekick? Yeah, that was your cue. I've been joined by my sidekick. What you, you can't see it, but I'm doing hands out to like introduce to who? you. To well, I mean, metaphorically, you because you're you know hundreds of miles away. But I'm Ben Avery, I, and I've been joined here by my sidekick. That just—it sounds weird. It sounds like you're like trying to introduce me as your sidekick. <laughs> you, you're you're quick on the uptake, Steve. You're quick on the I'm uptake. The, yeah. What do you mean? I'm I am introducing you as my sidekick. That's the. Joke. What the, the the opening the the transition into our our topic? But you're you're mistaking me for some sort of. I don't know like, if mistaking you is quite the right word. More introducing you. As, you but you're introducing me as a sidekick. Yes, I mean that's that's where I'm going. That's a, first of all. The, uh, anyone that listens to this show at all realizes that you're. You know that. Well, Doctor Jace is the sidekick, and you're sort of his sidekick, <laughs> Wait, right? So, I mean, am, am I? But who is Doctor Jace? Doctor Jace is the sidekick to me, and I'm the sidekick to him. And, and then you're my sidekick. Is that? I'm, no. I'm not exactly sure how the the Venn diagram of the the situation here works. 
Yeah, it's not a Venn diagram, first of all. No, it's a Venn diagram. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh, no. no, obviously, you're the you're the sidekick. I'm the. I mean, if this was a comic book, my name would be, you know, the on the big, and then yours would be every once in a while, you know, and and you know who, are, or if it was a movie, you know, it would my name would be above the the title, and then it would be you know also featuring you know, Ben Avery or B. Avery or, you know, someone else. And then maybe off to the side, you know, it would say special guest star, uh, Dr. Jace or, you know. And, and introducing Shazbot. Right? <laughs> Where is Shazbot? You know, Shazbot, actually, because of my new setup here with the mixing board, Shazbot can actually make a uh, big return soon here, I think. Maybe. M- maybe Shazbot will be coming back. Well, he would be a welcome addition to my wealth of sidekicks. Well, um, I think maybe we need to uh, discuss what a sidekick actually is. Just so we can, you know, work out the definitions here. It's always good to define words so you know how you are interacting with the person that you are using language to communicate with. Because when I say sidekick, I'm thinking of someone who helps and spends time helping, supporting someone who's usually uh, more powerful. Uh, I, when I think of a sidekick, I, I think of someone who's maybe more of a subordinate. Right? right, right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So the problem here is, um, what's going on? Is, is the problem, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, a sidekick would be someone who sort of subverts their ego into, in, 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 Folds themselves into the 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 legend of a you know a, a different person. It, it could even be someone with lesser power. It could be someone, you know, Han Solo, Chewbacca type thing, lesser physical power. Um, but for yeah, whatever yeah, reason, yeah. actually, that's a that's a great example. Uh, the reason that I didn't just go straight to superheroes this time when I was thinking about this topic, I, normally I would have just thought Robin first. But you know who I thought of first this time? Exactly the kind of situation you were just talking about: Groot and Rocket Raccoon. Oh, good. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, I, they are obviously Rocket Raccoon is the he's the driving force of that relationship. He's the mm-hmm. he isn't the most powerful in terms of physical prowess and physical right. power. Obviously, he's not. Right. But right. he is definitely the most powerful in terms of force of personality. And right. Groot, he follows along. He doesn't always approve of everything that Rocket does, and he doesn't always do everything that Rocket does. But he's definitely, definitely the subordinate in the relationship. Right. Yeah. Okay. So so we agree on the definition then. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hearing. And so, yet. And so yet, based by sidekick, then you're you're saying that I am physically more powerful than you. <laughs> that could be, that what, actually. That, that could basically? be. <laughs> I think we dragged the joke out about Oh, I want to say seven minutes too long. What? But, well, people are enjoying this. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I don't. I, I look to I, you as my sidekick to <laughs> to kind of give me a you know feedback of what the people are thinking. So, yeah. So that's, I, that's something. Steve, define sidekick then for you. When you think of a sidekick, what is it that you're thinking? You said that you're thinking of someone who. Is almost serving the other person, right? It's almost like a, a humbling of right. your 
of your um of yourself, your right? Yeah. yeah, of your ego, yeah. 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 Okay. And you're I mean that you for whatever reason it it could be for bad reasons too, but for the most part when someone thinks of a sidekick you're doing it because you want to see the glory or the legend of your you know the the person that you were a sidekick to grow. You want to see that become more than it is. And you see yourself as, uh, you know, someone who the, the, the two pieces equal something greater. I mean, the, 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 the greater than the, the sum of the parts, you know? So, you know, it's, it's Batman is a two and Robin is a one, but they make a five because they uh-huh. work so well. They have all that, you know, everything going on between them. Um, so, you know, I, I see it sort of, sort of like that. Um, okay. And I, I agree with that. Um, I also see when I think of sidekicks, I kind of think of two categories of sidekicks and in one category of sidekick, I see your almost like your, your, your hero in training or your apprentice. Uh, I see Batman and Robin as this kind of sidekick where Robin is kind of almost in training to become, if not the next Batman, to become another Batman type. Right. And he, eventually, his purpose as sidekick is to take the place of the master. And so right. when Batman is gone, Robin is there to fill the void because he has spent so much time as the sidekick. This could also be like the, the Padawan and the Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's not not quite the same, but almost where when he reaches that point of skill, he is no longer the support. He goes away. And so he's learning and he's there to learn. And he's also I mean, he's still there to support, like you're saying, but he's there to learn as well. And eventually he is meant to leave and, and to become you know something onto himself. Right. The other side of that, the other category that I see is like your Chewbacca. Right. Who is not going to take Han Solo's place. When Han Solo is gone, Chewbacca is not going to, you know, fill that void and take on, you know, another partner. In fact, the way you see it play out in Star Wars, uh, and I just thought of this, I, I'm, it really fits that nicely, is Han Solo is gone. Han Solo leaves by way of being frozen in carbonite. Right. And then what does Chewbacca do? He becomes support to Lando. Right. He becomes Lando's sidekick. And if if Harrison Ford did not return to Star Wars for Return of the Jedi, if they weren't able to add enough zeros on the back of the check or whatever it might be, then I fully, fully expect that Lando would have been the one who took Han Solo's place and Chewbacca would have still been in that supportive situation. Well, and, yeah, but that's meta thinking. You know, that's sort of like... But that's the way I saw it. When I saw the end of Empire Strikes Back and they leave, Londo and Chewbacca leave together and I see Chewbacca as that guy who is Lando's support. And when I played with my toys after Empire Strikes Back, I played that Lando and Chewbacca were partners and Chewbacca <laughs> was the sidekick because, you know, Han Solo was gone. And I played Han Solo sometimes during that, that period before Han Solo returned 
don't get me wrong, I wasn't trying to be within continuity in between the movies with my action figures. All right. Um, mm-hmm. But then he did take that role in my in my play because I see Chewbacca as the consummate servant. And he's by choice. He is more powerful than Han Solo. Any time he wants to, he could just rip Han Solo in half and the Millennium Falcon is his. But he's not going to do right, that. But are you saying that if Lando at any point said to, to, to Chewie, you know what? Let's forget about Han. Let's go do something else. Let's go do something that has nothing to do with getting Han back. That Chewbacca would still be, you know, in that same role. The or would Chewbacca say, this is now not serving my actual purpose? The relationship is not the same between Chewbacca and Lando and Chewbacca right. and Han Solo, obviously. I'm saying if if Han Solo ended up being dead, that Chewbacca might have stuck around with Lando. He might have he might have returned home to or however you say that word. He might have just returned home. I don't know. <laughs> I I'm just saying that Lando stepped into the role of Han Solo, not Chewbacca. And Lando was the one who was saying, you know, we're going to go, we're going to find him and and Lando in, in the movie Empire Strikes Back alone it felt like Lando was the new Han Solo if Han Solo didn't return not Chewbacca right i'm just saying that's that's sort of like you know meta thinking it's it's something that never happened that didn't happen so to conjecture about it to conjecture about it is what you do when you are playing with your action figures in between movies and don't know what else to do <laughs> i mean you're trying to figure now Lando had his own sidekick Again, yeah, that's right. Lobot. Yeah, Lobot, you know, and, and that's yeah. again, that's that's me. Who completely disappeared. <laughs> he did. I wanted him back, but he, I mean, he, he was there. He had to stick around, you know, make sure everyone got off the thing. And Lobot wasn't going to become a, a rebel, was he? He could have. Well, he could have, but I don't think he was, had plans for that. But yeah, that's, so anyway, that's, the, that's the two categories. And, and they're both serving, they're both subordinate they're both supporting but on one hand it's they're not intending to do anything more than that and on the other hand they're totally intending to eventually take you know take a a, a greater role and and become you know the learner becomes the master so to speak right so so that's so there's that, the, that's my definition the two- there Right, so you get you have two basic sidekick roles. Yes. One the the protege, yeah, and and the other the servant, attaché. <laughs> nice. I'm going off French. Don't know quite today. using that word the way it's supposed to be used, but I'm going to take it. <laughs> I'm going to take it. Well, someone you know, attaché is it's someone who has attached himself to someone else. And, you know, an attaché you think of as someone who has considerable uh, connections, considerable, uh, you know, types of power. And it could be, you know, a lobot who has that, you know, computer link and, and uh, command power. It can be uh, Groot or, or Chewbacca who has that just massive strength power so you you know you you have 
definitely, you know, a couple of different uh, a couple of different ways to look at it there. Yeah, I just I think of attaché case, which is just a small little case that you put your papers in if you're an attaché person. I guess I don't know. Right. <laughs> I just, but it's that's where my mind goes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But someone can be an attaché. That's a word. I didn't just make it up. It is a up. word. No, no, you didn't make it up. It's it, isn't that like something in, to do with uh like politics and and state representatives and stuff like that? I guess. Well, let's look it up. I mean, it could be. Yeah. Diplomacy, a person who works at an embassy as an expert on a particular subject. So, there you go. I think I think it works. I think I, I think it works. You're good. So who are some of your favorite sidekicks, Steve? I'll tell you my favorite. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. My favorite sidekick is you. Of all my sidekicks, Steve, you're the first, the best. You're... Yeah, okay. Joke's done. Keep going. Some of your favorite sidekicks. Oh, oh, oh no. no. No, master. Please. <laughs> Please. And as soon as you're done, you sound I'll, like I'll, let, a genie right now. Uh, I'll let everyone know that <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to take over. <laughs> Lay down your mantle, master. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's, that's when you're, you stepped out of sidekick, you know, protege, and you're, you're, you're kind of going into, you know, take over and... You know, Sith. You're, you're, you're well, moving into the master. Sith there. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the Sith. You know, that's right. No, so I I'm, totally. I think of Anakin and Obi Wan, but I I go to them on the Death Star. Now the you know the learner has become the master. So. Right. Yeah. Or wait, can I do it? Let's try this. The learner has become the master. <laughs> I don't know how well that's going to sound, but okay. So some of your favorite sidekicks. And they can be ones we've already mentioned, of course, but because now we're just talking about favorites. Well, this is this is a weird one because if you look at the at the how this sidekick has progressed and my feelings towards that sidekick, it's it's really strange because it's it's way way up and way down at different points, and it's it's Bucky. Okay. You know, so you have this powerless human boy who's a sidekick that Captain America is is dragging around the, you know, the World War II front lines yeah. and behind enemy lines and stuff like that. Yeah. Um you're getting into uh some irresponsible um irresponsible mentoring at that point. Right. Yeah. Right. If you're going to take the realistic approach here, yes. Right. So initially, I thought to myself, you know, lame, Bucky, lame. You know, don't really want to have anything to do with Bucky. Um, You know, things can be Bucky-esque and stuff like that. You just, you don't want to have anything really to do with Bucky. But the thing is, he has this tragic ending. And I'm going to go into full spoiler mode. So if you don't know anything about Bucky right now... Or the Captain America movies that have made, you know, half a billion to a billion dollars or something like that. And you're listening to our show about sidekicks. Please turn it off 
and go and culturize yourself. But you have Bucky who dies. And for, what, 60, 70 years, Bucky's dead. It's something that you can look back and say, Uncle Ben is dead. Bucky is dead. Gwen Stacy is dead. You know, these are, are pivotal events in the universe, in the Marvel universe, that you can always go back to. So I stopped reading comic books for a long time, but I sort of followed the storylines a little bit here and there. And and um, then I heard about the Winter Soldier. And I heard, you know, oh, okay, well, Bucky's back. How is that possible? And initially I was like, stupid. Why would they do that? Well, how could they possibly... And I had no idea who was writing it. I had no idea of, you know, anything, what they were trying to do and stuff like that. It's just in my mind, it was just stupidness. Why would you do, why don't you bring back Uncle Ben? Why don't you bring back Gwen Stacy? Clone, whatever, you know, it's just stupid. Um, they did but bring then, back Gwen Stacy. Yeah, I know. That's stupid. Clone. But, <laughs> <laughs> but whenever they do stuff like that, it's just stupid and loses the whole concept. You and I have talked about this before of when a hero dies or or and and comes back to life. It's sort of that searching that we have as human beings for something that does that. Yeah. And we only find that in Christ. So when we see that in a story, it's sort of like a model and it's imperfect, you know, phoenix or whatever. Not Superman, um, you know, and, and many of these heroes have died over and over. And when they do that and come back to life in an event, it's it's you know, as as a Christian, we should look at that and say these are people who are searching for that, you know, and let's help them find it. Let's try to you know bridge that gap that they have. Um, so when they when they do that to heroes or people regular people who are long dead and powerless it loses that sense of it it loses it, there's you know something that that's missing about the whole thing but i watched the the new captain america movie and all of a sudden i sort of get the sense of what they were going for i didn't read any of the comic books but i followed up on the story um Still wasn't a big fan, but when I watched the movie and I saw what they were trying to go for and the things that they were touching on, it started to make sense. And I was like, "This is is why they're doing it. This, you know, they're 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 using the pathos of that dead character to make you w- root for this character who has taken some bad turns and et cetera, et cetera." So you know my. My experience with Bucky has been, you know, negative, but then positive, but then negative, but then positive. And it's a it's a really strange, you know, usually when I like a character, I like them. And when I stop liking them, I just stop liking them um, <laughs> and vice versa. If there's a character I'm not particularly fond of and then I find out enough about the character to like them, I usually like them, you know, for the rest of my life or as long as it has been, hopefully it's not near the end. Yeah, <laughs> I still see a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, because unlike Bucky, at the end of, <laughs> of things, it's it's the end for us. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's that's my sense of it. Okay, yeah, and I think Bucky is a great example of 
of just what a sidekick is meant to be. I mean, in, in this case, uh, he was he was learning, you know, and and he also eventually did take on the mantle of his mentor of, of the right. one that he he was serving and helping. Right. Um, not that he was intending to in World War II, because again, no. he, he didn't have that power. He didn't have that extra boost mm-hmm. that the Captain America had, but yeah. Well, one that I thought of that I kind of always go back to when I think of things like this, and that's Samwise. Yeah, being being Frodo's sidekick in, in Lord of the Rings, and you know, literally carrying Frodo when mm-hmm. when uh, Frodo can't carry the ring anymore because it's too heavy. And he, he literally is carrying Frodo, and I right. like the the image of of Samwise. It's it's interesting because I've actually heard people making the case. I don't know how long ago I, I started hearing this, but people making the case that Lord of the Rings is actually Samwise's story more than Frodo's. Right, and I don't agree with that. Uh, Lord of the Rings is Frodo's story, even though Frodo's story isn't as touching maybe because in, in Samwise we see the a character we want to spend time with and you would want to have be your friend you know right. and, and Frodo you wouldn't want to have him be your friend at least at the end anyway because he's so needy he's, I mean he's, he's he's a druggie and he's strung out you know and he, he can't right. he can't get the fix he wants the fix but he, he can't and <laughs> You, just, you don't want to spend time with that guy, you know, especially nope. in the middle of uh, Mordor. You, know, yeah, no, you don't want to be. It's not like it's fun central to begin with. Yeah, and yeah. You're and with, you're uh, walking around barefoot. Captain Trips. <laughs> so, just throw in a, uh, the stand reference. I, yeah, I did. I threw nice. in a stand reference. You're welcome. Very good. Very good. So anyway, I, I look at Samwise and I see he is a quintessential uh, – I hope I'm using that word right uh, – example of, of a, a supportive, a supportive um, psychic. Although, at the end, don't they consider him a ring bearer? Yeah, they do. So he's because not he's- just the supportive. He did take that role for a small time. And I think whenever you have that – type of character the the protege the good stories will always have the 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 protege take that role to contrast to you know the the that the dynamic you know you see uh you know robin every once in a while he'll you know dress up as batman or whatever you know and, and for whatever reason it could be um you know, serious, or it could be, you know, they're just trying to trick someone or whatever. Even Alfred, you know, when he dresses up as Batman. Um, and I and, consider you know, him uh, a sidekick too. He's that supportive yeah. one, you know, but yeah. he's, I think he's a sidekick. Yeah. And you have, you know, Bucky taking the mantle and you have, um, you know, any of many, I mean, when, when they do it right, it puts that fine contrast on the two characters where you can say to yourself, you know what? He, maybe he is training to be Batman, but he's not Batman yet. But because he played Batman, now we can see sort of a glimpse of his future. Yeah, what he you would know? be if he was Batman and how he would be yeah. Batman. And and sometimes you're right. I think that you are getting 
in that relationship, you're getting a glimpse into like a generational, not necessarily a generational gap, but a generational relationship where Robin and Batman now, and, and this I think would work for almost any Robin and Batman is you have Batman who is older and more refined, more stoic and more mm-hmm. able to you know handle situations. Um, also more world weary. You know, mm-hmm. he's seen things and he's done things that that have that weigh on him. And then you have the youthful optimist who is, you know, energetic and inspired and excited to to do what they're doing. And, you know, I, I think that really I mean there are some portrayals of Robin where he's he's seen a lot of bad things and he's he's not going to uh you know, be that, that optimist, you know, who's like, Hey, yeah, holy smokes, you know, and and all that. But, um, yeah. And the other thing with Robin is you do have Robins who, you know, have taken on the mantle of the Batman, but then you have like Dick Grayson who became Nightwing. Mm -hmm. And so by becoming Nightwing, he became his own hero, his own man. Right. Right. And, but he went through that apprenticeship of being a Robin and by going and being a Robin, that he would not be who he was without being the sidekick to Batman first. Right. So, I do think it is funny how many DC heroes have their Robin, and how literal of a ripoff, you know. <laughs> not, not that Robin was the first, but you know, Speedy. Right. It's just Green Arrow. Green Arrow shrunk down. Yeah. You know, and not quite as as speedy. Um, Kid, Flash. Kid Flash, Flash shrunk down. Aqualad, Aquaman shrunk yep. down. <laughs> Wonder Girl, Wonder Woman shrunk down. I mean, early right. on, that sidekick was very easy to create. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> take a hero, yeah, <laughs> shrink him down. Um, Human Torch, what was his name? What was Human Torch's sidekick's name? Toro. Toro. Yeah, Toro. Yeah, it's Human Torch shrunk down. Shrunk down. Yep. <laughs> but that was Marvel. Yeah, but still super easy to do. Um, yeah, you could just, I mean, take any hero, Wolverine, Wolverine kid, shrunk down. <laughs> That's right. Of course, now you're getting really short with Wolverine, yep. shrinking him down. But yeah, very That's easy to do back in the day. Sure. Don't even have to change the costume. I mean, yeah, you can. You can if you want. <laughs> if you, you know. If you want to go the the speedy route and you know change the colors a little bit, or you can go the Robin route, completely different, or the Kid Flash route, just yeah, red. It's a little different. <laughs> Eventually, he was yellow, right? Was because uh, they like opened his cowl and let his hair go out. Could be, yeah. I think so. I haven't. I didn't follow it that far. Well, the the last time I read anything with Kid Flash, it was black and white essential, so I don't remember. <laughs> What color wow. it was, obviously, because it was black and white. So they had the same colors. By the way, that Essential Edition, it was a Trial of the Flash. Mm-hmm. Reverse Flash is in there. Yeah. And it is not easy to be able to tell Flash and Reverse Flash apart. Because they're both just wearing white costumes. <laughs> and their costumes are identical. Except for um, the symbol has some more black in it in reverse mm-hmm. flashes that and so that was like my one thing i was like oh wait no no that's that's reverse flash <laughs> so, yeah fantastic trade by the way 
That was is a it? great story. Like years of story building up into the trial and the murder of, of Reverse Flash and how it affects you know the superheroes around him and, and ending with Flash having a happy ending. But some people from the future are like, well, let him let him have his happy ending. It's not going to last long. And then you realize the next <laughs> month, the Crisis on Infinite Earths issue where Flash dies is released. Oh, that's right. That's right. They were doing that as a build-up to the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Well, so they give him that happy ending in his own book. Yeah. But then he runs from his own book very quickly in the next month into another one that is the end of that guy. So Right. All right. That that was yeah. That was it was interesting because they were able to do all these character wrap-ups. This is a little di- digression, but you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths, they were able to do all these little character wrap-ups because everything was going to change anyway. Right. Like whatever happened so, to the man of tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. Um it'd be interesting to take a look at all the character wrap-ups that they did. Yeah. Because they didn't in every character, I don't think. No, not every character. But it would be interesting because this Flash one was really good. Was and it? and whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow, that is a fantastic story. Yes. That is a really, yeah. really good story. Alan Moore, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just a spoiler for people who listen to Comic Book Time Machine, that would be one of my two favorite Superman stories, I think. Wow. Yeah. High parade. It'd be up there. I, I mean, I might have to fight with one or two others. But So any other other, other favorite sidekicks you can think of? Um, boy, I probably should have thought a little bit more about it. Yeah. How, how about how about this? Okay, this one you could argue with me if you wanted to. So, I'm going to I don't want this. to. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do want to argue with me. Fine, Ben. I'll argue with you. Thank you. See? Subordinate. If that'll make you happy. <laughs> You're subordinate to me. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, you walked right into that one, man. Okay. So, no. This one. Okay. Sorry, Master. <laughs> um, Kermit the Frog and Fozzie. I see Fozzie as Kermit's psychic. Yeah. Because without Kermit, Fozzie goes nowhere. Yeah, he needs Fozzie. I mean, he he needs Kermit, and he supports yeah. Kermit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's that's one. Um, I'm trying to think outside the box. I mean, obviously Robin. We talked about all those kid Flash and kid Green Arrow and kid Wolverine and <laughs> kid Man Thing. Um, actually, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> kid Man Thing. Uh, In color. I think we'd have to be careful with that. Okay, so. Uh, any others? Uh, thinking outside of the box, I can't think of anything more. I'm just stuck in the box. You know what? Uh, who did a really good um, examination and uh, just fantastic um, look at uh, the dynamic between sidekicks and the heroes that they're the sidekick of? Uh, Jim Kruger in uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, superpowers, I think it's called. Is that the the public domain one? Yeah, he went back and, and did all the public domain heroes from like the late thirties, yeah, early forties. Yeah. yeah, superpowers. I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. Yeah, I didn't read it, and it's it's really good. Um, 
if especially if you like obscure uh, heroes, you know, and, and you like the old, you know, comic books and, and that type of stuff, which I do. I mean, it it half inspired me to try to do the same thing with uh, with old time radio uh, public domain characters, and uh, I haven't really fleshed it fully out yet. But you know, just taking the stuff that they had at the time and re envisioning it, but keeping it true to itself. And um, he made the whole thing this really interesting dynamic between the heroes and the sidekicks. Um, so I would, if you enjoy that type of stuff, search it out. It's good stuff. I mean, anything by uh, Jim Kruger is is. I, I haven't come across anything bad by him. So <laughs> I have. I'm have just you? kidding. I haven't. No, I'm totally just liar. Uh, he'd be a good one to get on the, the podcast sometime. That would be nice to, yeah. Yeah. I actually, well, so you can edit this out. I actually contacted him I'm and not, he I, gave me his phone number. So don't, don't call the it. actual phone number. What? Don't put the actual phone number out because I'm not editing. It's 537. No. Um, <laughs> five, five, five. But, one, two, one. <laughs> one, two, three, four. Klondike five. Um, but no, he, he uh, I called him, he told me to give him a call, gave me his phone number. I called him and I think I left a message, but he never called back. So maybe I should just give him a call back again because I actually have his phone number, which is kind of weird that I have Jim Kruger's phone number. All right. Well, I think that that wraps up our conversation. We've thoroughly digressed into something completely not related to the the topic at hand. But oh, there you go. What did I write down here? Oh, Jesus and his disciples. Would you consider the 12 sidekicks by this by this definition that we have here? No, I think that's something different. When you have a group that's following you, it's it's not sidekick status. It's something else. It's um I mean if it, if it wasn't Christianity, it would be like a cult. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's you know, when you have uh adherence then it it gets into a different a different realm um i'm trying to think what what it would be a better term for it i'm not coming I mean, up with they, any. they are definitely they're supportive mm-hmm. and they're also learning i mean they are they're definitely on that that track for i, I think actually maybe we should save them if we ever do the discussion about legacy characters that i want to do Right. That would be we, – we would bring them into that for sure. Mm-hmm. I think so. That would be good. So – all right. Well, Steve, any, any final words here? Um, sidekicks can be good. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to try the, the, the music. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the answer to our title, sidekicks, what are they good for? You, you've, you, you've done it. I mean, you, you've given that, that perfect end answer. They can be good. They can be good. All right, I'm going to try playing music. Ready? All right. Here it comes. Oh, I don't want it to be too loud. And I don't know. Okay, I'm playing music right now. Oh, this is the long fade in for the end of our conversation. Oh, uh, Okay.
So we should just keep talking. Yeah. yeah, and then I say, okay, thanks for listening, everyone, and and Godspeed. Are we still going? Yeah. Godspeed. Um, ooh, that was nice. Yeah, but you should be hearing my voice now saying thank you for listening to Strangers and Aliens. You can contact us by emailing podcast at Strangers and Aliens. Going to our Facebook page, Facebook.com. Oh, the there it is. And oh. Aliens Podcast. Hosted <laughs> by Ben that? Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Yeah, okay. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. There. Or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers. Or you can leave us a voicemail. Still on getting the hang of this whole live thing here. Call one eight zero four thirty seven. Yeah, it's, it's a weird. And leave your message. Weird live vibe. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe I'll just add this on. You know, when, when we do it in the future, I'll just not do the end credits live and just tack it on in the timeline of, of what I'm editing. So there's the end. All right. Godspeed, oh, we should everyone. do something at the end. Like, we'd sometimes do something funny at the end. Um, you're my sidekick. <laughs> no, you're... Hey, how about this? Uh, Dr. Jace can be both of our sidekicks. How would that work? It would be a new paradigm in sidekickery. That would stink. To be a sidekick of two <laughs> superheroes? <laughs> you know what we didn't talk about? What? The tick. Yeah. With Arthur. The whole sidekick thing with the tick. Yeah. The, how about this? Go watch the tick. There's an episode where there's a whole bunch of sidekicks and it's funny. Uh, the cartoon or the live tick. action? Cartoon. They're talking about bringing back the live action series. I know. Yeah. Which would be funny. All right. I've said it 18 times. I'm saying it now for reals. Godspeed, everyone. <laughs>